American people stand firm in the faith which has inspired this nation from the beginning. We believe that all men have a right to equal justice under law and equal opportunity to share in the common good. We believe that all men have the right to freedom of thought and expression. We believe that all men are created equal because they are created in the image of God. From this faith, we will not be moved. Hello, God bless America, and welcome to the Freedom of Thought podcast. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Freedom of Thought is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps. I thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. And it is always a pleasure to be back on board with you once again today to talk about, well, all kinds of things. The January 6th nonsense, uh, Kevin McCarthy getting in after like, what, 15 tries, 15 votes, getting in, just the utter arrogance of the deep state, how they just refuse to finally, they just refuse to concede until they get their way. Um, crazy. Uh, maybe a little bit of like Christmas lights still being up, which I think is a good thing. I think it's wonderful. <clears throat> so I think that's very cool. Uh, again, ongoing nonsense about January 6th and how the the left continues to push it and push it and push it uh, about how much, <clears throat> just it's just complete BS, how, how they continue to push something that was uh, a nothing burger, as many people will say. And how can you disagree with that? Maybe we'll open with that now, since January 6th just happened. Gerald String, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this. I hope he doesn't mind reading this on air. And I'm sure he probably doesn't mind at all, because this is, I'm just assuming that, though. I mean, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> because of, well, it's 100% related to the show. Gerald String says, Finally caught up on my Freedom of Thought episodes. Love it. Great work, Joey. And just so you don't run out of things that will make you puke, I am attaching a greeting card from the female version of Satan. It, it's uh, from Nancy Pelosi's Twitter account. Yep. So this uh, tweet was apparently right before January 6th. It was like January 5th, whatever. Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, thankfully former Speaker of the House, says, Tomorrow we solemnly observe the January 6th attack on the Capitol. As we mark a day that threatened our democracy... Let us show our respect for the great institution of the Congress. We must open the house and proceed with the people's work. Yeah, right. <laughs> people's work, huh? People's work. Since when has the deep state been about the people and not about the New World Order? Literally about the New World Order. They have done nothing for this country. They have done nothing for any of the actual conservative, supposedly Republican ones, have done nothing for conservatives and Republicans that voted for them out of good faith, hoping they would do a better job than what, say, the Democrats would do. The deep state Democrats, which is like a huge percentage. Um, Gerald Swing, again, out of Nebraska, says, man, it's hard to not want to see how far I could stick my boot up her ass. And yeah, I mean, I agree. It's absolutely disgusting what, uh, what she said and what she stands for and this whole Kevin McCarthy situation and all of that. So it's all kind of together in a sense. Um, uh, so this one is actually indoors, this this show. Last show was outdoors and telling everybody to enjoy the seasons. It's, and I wanted people to be able to hear the, the, you know, the skates, the skates sliding on the ice, you know, and the, you know, grinding on the ice, whatever the term is. Uh, the, the crackling and the tapping of the sticks and the shoot and the shot, the slap of the shot, you know, hockey, ice skating and all that. Really cool. But uh, Kevin McCarthy, 
well, has become the House Speaker after about 99 tries. It was approximately 15, basically, is what I'm trying to trying to say. Um, coming out of Bakersfield, California, so Kevin McCarthy gets it after, like, again, about 15 votes. Yep. Um, and it, it, people finally gave up and flipped and flipped back to him after saying, no, we're tired of this whole rhino agenda that's doing absolutely nothing. They're pretty, pretty much paving the way for the Democrats to do whatever they want, or the New World Order, or whatever else you want to say. Um, interesting. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, clearly Kevin, Kevin McCarthy is not on our side. Uh, we are not members of a cult. Anybody that voted for Trump or considers himself a staunch conservative or a conservative Christian is not part of a cult. People that still wear masks three years after this so-called pandemic took play, uh, started, so to speak, three years after it really kind of started in this country, that's a cult. That's a member of a cult that's like thinking, where's your mask? Where's your mask? You know, they, they're still walking with those weird, like, special type of masks that, look, that make you look like a duck with its beak turned sideways and thinking they're really impressing people and that it's the best thing you could possibly do for humanity and you're a complete selfish jerk if you don't wear one and all that. Um, of all people, representative, though they don't represent, she doesn't represent me or any of you, that's for sure. Um, Ilan Omar calls McCarthy's speakership agreement a deal with the far-right insurrectionist. What is she even talking about? What does this even mean? So she called McCarthy's speakership agreement on a deal with far-right insurrectionists. So basically a far-right insurrectionist finally gave up and said, fine, McCarthy, you can you can have it. Um, oh my gosh. What is she even talking about? So McCarthy just agreed to a deal with far-right insurrectionists that would hold the entire U.S. global economy hostage to extreme cuts to everything from housing to education to health care to Social Security and Medicare. The Minnesota Democrat tweeted hours before McCarthy was elected Speaker of the House in one of the largest voting cycles in American history. She says, hard to overstate how dangerous this is. Hard to overstate how dangerous you are, Ilan Omar. I'm still waiting what actual good thing Ilan Omar has done for the state of Minnesota or the United States. What has Ilan, what has Ilhan Omar actually done that's good? Anybody? Anybody? Show of hands? Well, I think she's done good. You know, that's about it. You know, that'd be like David Kahn years ago for the Minnesota Timberwolves saying, oh, I think this team has improved when they went from, like, you know, being a mediocre bad team to being a horrendously bad team in a year. He says, well, I think we've improved. Show of hands? Show of hands? That's pretty much what Ilan Omar would be about show of hands of how much better this state is with her uh, in office. Yeah. If you think Minnesota's better with Ilan Omar in Congress, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I, I really don't. Um, McCart yeah, it was 15th vote. Can you believe 15th vote. 15th vote. Do you see the arrogance of the deep state? How they just wouldn't stop. It's one thing, a second, a third, a fourth. 15th vote. That's just like, we're not giving up. He is going to be the Speaker of the House if you like it or not. Sit down and shut up, any of you, you far-right extremists, you insurrectionists. I'm an insurrectionist for, for not supporting the, for not supporting basically a rhino that is pretty much, you know, bought and paid for, just like Mitch McConnell, just like Paul Ryan. Some people think Donald Trump is too. I, I don't. I don't. I think he, uh, unfortunately, hired a lot of people that he trusted that ended up being the same old crap. It's kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, trying to find allies in Iraq during the Iraq war when some of them were allies and some of them were 
secret enemies. They were like, you know, double agents, basically, that would get up and then shoot all the soldiers they're sitting with. So there was some of that going on in Iraq, which is really scary, actually, to imagine how bad that is. Um, Ilan Omar has done absolutely nothing good for this state, and honestly, it's, let's just say it's, it's raised the population of groups of people that are not for, <laughs> that are, that really are not for a, a common interest in this state. They're for their interest, and that's it. That's what Ilan Omar has brought, and it's going to continue. And I don't know, it could end up being like a dynasty here, quite frankly. Well, what's going on there? That is not about race or anything like that, but it is an anti-American movement that I frankly want no part of. I want no part of an anti-American movement, basically. And that's what Ilan Omar stands for, and the people that vote for her stand for you could tell me she's she's kind of cute, and I I like her because she hates Trump, and or, and Trump hates her. Actually, is more like it. Oh well, she hates Trump just as much as Trump supposedly hates her. Trump merely doesn't agree with her, frankly, and doesn't want anything to do with her policies. <laughs> I don't either. It's not because she is Muslim. It's not because she's Somali. It's because <laughs> everything she stands for politically is not about the United States of America. That's why. Anyhow, McCarthy was elected. This is according to, I guess it's Fox News, published by Andrew Miller of Fox News. Yes, okay. So McCarthy was elected Speaker of the House, 118th Congress late Friday night in the 15th vote by a narrow margin after negotiating a deal with a group of Republican holdouts that made changes to the way legislation is handled, the way the House is, uh, is run, <laughs> put safeguards on excessive spending, as well as other changes. Interesting. Illinois drops tens of thousands on privacy security. Drops tens of thousands on private security following calls to defund dismantle the police. Yeah, it's just Omar's tweet was widely criticized by conservatives on social media who disagreed with their contention that the deal was with uh, by the way that the deal between Republicans was dangerous. Only far right insurrectionists want to cut spending, said uh, Twitchy Twitchy managing editor Samantha Janey, she tweeted that, really? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, really though. Yeah, only far-right insurrectionists want to cut spending? Yeah, LOL. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, and then, uh, dangerous freedom is greater than peaceful slavery, conservative commentator the Hodge Twins posted on Twitter. Yeah, I agree. She's nuts. She's absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't really have anything positive to say about Ellen Omar. I'm sorry. Um, Ellen Omar says, uh, Vic DeGromant, vote DeGromant, says, uh, Democrats just pushed through a $1.7 ominous bill. Yeah, meaning there's like no information of what's on it. It's like one of those that's like there's a million pages, whatever. And, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll read it after you sign it. You know, yeah, maybe we'll read it. But just just sign it, please. And you're worried about, yep, so he's responding to her. Democrats just pushed through a $1.7 ominous bill, and you're worried about spending more money already. Sounds like that deal was needed. Yes, I, I think so, too. So, and as for McCarthy, I really hope that he, uh, I don't know, she just continues, doesn't she? Jeez. She just gets on a roll tweeting and making an ass of herself, and people still vote for her. In fact, quite a few people still vote for her. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I'm not an Ilan Omar fan. Okay, I'm not an Ilan Omar fan. <laughs> um, 
What was I even leading into? Now I screwed myself up by going off on a side rant. I apologize. But the hope is that, I mean, Kevin McCarthy will actually stand for the United States of America and not for basically the New World Order, the Deep State, all of that, like rhinos are wont to do. Um, rhinos, Republican in name only. If you didn't know, that's exactly what that means. And that's exactly what Kevin McCarthy has been. That's why there was so much of a battle uh, to try to prevent him from getting an office. Uh, we wanted, a lot of us wanted Jordan to be the Speaker of the House, but that was the problem. It just seemed like there wasn't enough uh, momentum to get somebody else and the right somebody else, not just another rhino, to uh, replace uh, Kevin McCarthy's uh, candidacy for the uh, Speaker of the House. So it's a dang shame. It really is. It's a dang shame that this took place. And we're just kind of still stuck with the same old, same old, unless Kevin McCarthy somehow, by the grace of God himself, can uh, change, can change. Because his voting history, his policy history says absolutely not. It's the same old story. He's another Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, all the above. Just the same old crap. Another George W. Bush, H.W. Bush. We could go on forever. There are a million rhinos out there that represented the Republicans and the conservatives. And, oh, he's, he's a real strong conservative. And, uh, ho, ho, ho. H.W. Bush is a stronger Christian than Ronald Reagan ever was. Yeah, really. Yeah, the Episcopalian, which really is about as Christian as, uh, I don't know, it's about as Christian as I'm Democrat. It's, I don't know, I mean, from, from uh, especially from what I'm hearing lately. So, it's frightening. It's frightening. Like you've heard about, again, on the Truth to Ponder show, Truth to Ponder podcast. Also, I highly recommend the Final Hour podcast hosted by Jim Hammond, Linnea Farrell, uh, out there. Um, I believe the other guy's name is Mike, and I deeply apologize it's either John or Mike. I know one of them is a producer. The other is the other host. And he has a great voice, by the way. <laughs> so I don't want to be disrespectful by not knowing the person's name. But a uh, great, obviously great podcast. Uh, they broadcast out of uh, Living Word Christian Center in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. They always say Minneapolis, but they just mean greater Minneapolis at the end of the day. Um, it's Brooklyn Park. <laughs> Believe me, I go to the church. So it's a really nice show. Um Shoot, 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 shoot. Oh, well. Okay, I'll leave it alone. I was trying to look at the other hosts, but obviously Linnea Farrell, I went to school with her. Uh, one year before, I, I'm 98, she's 99, but yeah. Um, and she married a classmate of mine, Bryce Farrell. So, yeah, Linnea Carlson, yes. <laughs> so, just in case one in a million chance anybody is listening from Living Word and knows those people, well, it's not a one in a million, but one in X amount of chance that somebody from there might be listening uh, locally here in the Twin Cities, I hope. Um, tell them hi if you if you know them. <laughs> Let's just say, tell them hi. Freedom of Thought host Joey Awajan and 10-year member of Maranatha Christian Academy is hosting Freedom of Thought. <laughs> and it's really ticked off at how things are going in this country, but imagine that. I'm not the only one. Of course, everywhere you go, and they often talk about it on the uh, uh, Final Hour podcast, about, at least they did in the months past, uh, Green Step City. You see signs all over the place, like, uh, Maple, uh, well, obviously Maple Grove, Brooklyn Park, but here in Golden Valley, Minnesota, Douglas Drive and Winnetka uh, and all that, and you head into Crystal, you head into New Hope, and you keep seeing the same sign again, Green Step City, Green Step City. I kept wondering what that is, and I'm like, you know what, that has to be some left-wing socialist global warming bullcrap, and that's exactly what it is, which could lead towards, you know, all this other stuff of like uh, limiting use of hot water 
and ultimately like eliminating uh, gas in cars and God knows what else, like lawnmowers probably. Uh, it's like, sure, you might think these people mean well. Doggone it. The Wild just gave up the lead with two minutes and 24 seconds left. Ugh. Goodness gracious. Well, that sucks. That sucks. Anyhow, sorry. <laughs> Check out Brave the Wild. Sorry, I'm just seeing this in the background because I'm recording this in the evening. Minnesota versus Buffalo Sabres, but I like the Buffalo Sabres too. And God bless uh, Damar Hamlin, member of the Buffalo Bills, of course, with the uh, cardiac arrest. So we'll talk about that some more and could that be part of this whole vaccine thing. Um, so that's going to be a side topic with uh, someone locally here as well. I apologize. This show's all over the place. That's what freedom of thought is because it's freedom of thought. Um, you're free thinking. Free thinking American people. Free thinking adult American people in the United States of America. Americans in the United States of America. What a concept. But I'd like to actually believe that's possible. <laughs> so... Um, again, McCarthy, all we can do now is pray, pray that he will make the right decisions, pray that he will stand for the right things and not just for the new world order, because the new world order is not the right thing, obviously. Um, deep state and new world order are all one and the same. Um, again, the book written by Jonathan Kahn recently about the return of the gods, that's, it's very much real, uh, because we're talking about the false gods and, you know, like that were, you know, uh, all these evil false gods that were hurting, you know, the Israelites in the Bible and such, you know, these followers of them, like Baal or Baal, Baal or Baal worship, Baal, Baal, I guess, yep. Uh, supposedly there's a temple to him in New York now? Are you kidding me? That's insanity. Uh, Ishtar is like the queen of all this uh, perversion and sexual in the innuendo and everything, everything from, you know, the drag queen crap to just immoral playboy garbage that you see everywhere. She's 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 here. She's she's making her mark. Um, they're they're basically big. They're basically high-ranking demons in uh, Lucifer's army. That's basically what they are. Uh, Ra, the sun god of Egypt, back in the day, you know, obviously, and he's still around very much. Though so I'm, I have a, I have a, uh, I, uh, I'm theorizing that that's actually Lucifer himself because the all-seeing eye, the top of the pyramid, all that. I think that's Lucifer himself, but I could be wrong. Maybe it's just another, well, yeah, it's another very high-ranking demon, like all, almost there, but not quite <laughs> Lucifer, Satan himself. That's my belief, but we'll see. So definitely a book to check out if you're, uh, again, <laughs> yeah, it's there's a lot there. And uh, I bought it for my mom for Christmas after she reads it. I'm going to read it, so, so yep. Otherwise, there's books, uh, 20, uh, 23 Minutes in Hell is another one by Bill Weiss. Uh, that came out not too long ago. Uh, all kinds of stories of people that that happened to, including Kenneth Hagin Sr. of all people way, way back in the day, because Kenneth Hagin's a very, very old person who passed away many years ago now, um, and that's the senior one. So we're talking like late 30s when he was just a young boy, so or a young man. So we're talking way back in the day, man. Um yeah, there I go branching out into other things, but still, freedom of thought, we're thinking, we're, we're here thinking. <laughs> um, another thing that I, that's that been going on, which I think has to, every much to do with, could it be Ishtar, could it be any of these other evil, you know, demons, you know, that, that pose as gods to all these big groups of people out there, like, you know, all, all these groups, like, you know, like, like Ahab and Jezebel and all them, that was Baal. 
um, Ishtar, you know, that, that's other parts, obviously, like, uh, I believe, pretty sure that was, like, um, Babylon, like, uh, Belshazzar, all those kind of people that were not good back in the day, um, I know God basically wrote on the wall, like, uh, you're, you're finished, basically, you know, paraphrasing in the modern terms, you could say, you're finished, like, you're done, <laughs> basically, <laughs> um, but now, see, this is, again, this is a, a spirit that's been going around, a spirit of, a spirit of me first, a spirit of it's all about me, it's, it's frightening, and I'm seeing it all over Facebook, I'm seeing it all over Instagram, and I've been seeing it for a while, but it just seems like it's really picking up the pace. Like, the, 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 it's upping the ante. I'll get back to that very shortly. First, uh, Cormac Scanlon is another name out there when we want to talk about the vaccine and such. Teen hockey player dies after suffering after suffering scro uh, stroke caused by rare disorder. 16-year-olds do not have strokes. They just don't, unless something's going on. So that just reeks of a vaccine side effect again with these nasty, um, yeah. Uh, what, what did they say? Like it was like a rare a rare condition that, that affects mostly children. So I, I guess, I guess. <laughs> um, Moya Moya disease, a rare blood vessel disorder, which a skull artery becomes narrowed or blocked. I guess, but I can't imagine the vaccine helped. I can't imagine the vaccine helped. And all this push to vaccinate uh, young children, I think, is really nuts and really sad. Uh, it's a darn shame that this happened to a 16-year-old hockey player. You've got to be kidding me. So McCormick, uh, or excuse me, Cormick Scanlon, 2006 to 2022, uh, died in December during the Christmas season. Really sad. But, um, yeah, back to the I love myself um, and I just saw like a post yesterday that it's just like, this is a person, let's just say this is a person that I used to know that let's just say it always kind of was about themselves or certain close friends, but the rest of you can stick it. I'm never going to talk to you or treat you with any class. It's 2023. It's about me now. And it's just that kind of attitude is, it's like a disease. It's like a disease on society. Uh, the whole, it's all about me attitude. And I love myself. And that's your profile picture. And it's the kind of attitude and behavior that I just, I can't relate to. I wasn't brought up that way. And whoever is bringing up their children to think this way, they've got to be kidding. Or at some kind of, again, some kind of a spirit out there. A spirit of selfishness, a spirit of, it's all about me. That is really frightening. Um, and it is really, really becoming something where you literally treat everybody else like crap because it's all about you. And anybody else that also says it's all about you, it's like, right on, that's awesome, that's the way to be, it's all about me. Uh, sometimes it's good to look out for number one, as they say. It's good to look out for number one rather than having people literally run you over, you know, as they ask for favors and you keep helping and keep helping and they run you into the ground. They say they're borrowing money, but they're really just taking it and stuff. Stuff like that. But yeah, to look out for yourself from not getting literally robbed from people and run into the ground, overworked, and not be appreciated, things like that. But the whole, it's all about me attitude, I think is a very frightening, um, <laughs> it's a very frightening sign with how society is turning because it's becoming very common. It is It is growing like a virus. It is spreading like a 
like like an epidemic throughout the country, particularly among teenagers and people in their early to mid twenties. Um, but even at times, it gets even further than that. I even commented on this way back in the summer, and somebody I used to know, this is a different person, said, "Oh, well," you know, I was saying like, "Yeah, that's just wrong. Like, why not? I respect myself instead of I love myself. I love myself." It's, that's a, that's crazy talk, I think. It's okay to, quote-unquote, love yourself to a point, but to literally, like, that that's your profile picture. You want to represent your entire, you know, you want to represent yourself as just saying, I love myself, rather than maybe, I respect myself. That sounds better, I think. Then this person, and this, this person that I knew years ago, this is, again, a different person than the one that just I just talked about, um... Well, the other one was a coworker. This one was somebody I, I knew a different way. And they basically said, well, you must be a real miserable person. No, nobody wants to be around somebody like you. And then started cursing me out and how pathetic I am. And they never liked me and stuff. So, it, so I, I don't know. So not saying I love myself means I'm a miserable person who hates the world and hates everything. Feels like it's the other way around, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like it's the other way around? Newland. I'm afraid it's the other way around, or, or last in this case. They're actually both females. Um, again, if saying you love yourself means you are a happy person, I guess. I don't know if that means you're a happy person. I think that means you're a very angry and spiteful person who's like, bleep you, it's all about me. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. I don't know. If, if I'm ignorant and crazy, you're free to call me out on it. Uh, and <laughs> you can... Call into the phone lines. Uh, I was almost going to say the old number we had at uh, TSS, the sports stuff dot com. I don't know. I almost, I still remember it too. Two zero nine seven three six seven eight seven seven. No, that's not what I'm asking you to do. <laughs> For you to call in, anybody agree, disagree, whatever it is about any topic there is, anything from the vaccine to COVID itself to the it's all about me attitude to Kevin McCarthy to Alex Jones to freedom of thought to <laughs> to this show, whatever the heck. Um, all you do is open up your smart device. Just open it up. Find any free voice recording app you have. I mean, there's usually often one built into the phone, or you can download a free one, I'm sure, off of Android or Apple uh, stores. And when you open it, press record, treat it like a phone call. And then once you're finished, anywhere from anywhere from 1 to 10 minutes, you could go anywhere in that range, 1 to 10, 1 to 5, whatever the heck it is. You hit stop. You, Of course you hit stop. And then you share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an MP3 file. Thanks to zumzar with a Z dot com. It's always greatly appreciated. Um, but yes, I mean, at the end of the day, it's... <laughs> I, I think it's a bad attitude, and I think it's a spirit. I really do think it's a spirit of selfishness, and I rebuke it right here on the air, quite frankly. I wish people would, I wish more people could do that. And I think if you see that kind of attitude, you should rebuke it. You should. You shouldn't hate the person. You shouldn't curse at them. But I think you should rebuke it. I think you should, because it's. I think it's the wrong attitude. I, I really do. Uh, there's a lot of wrong attitudes in this society. When they're just on their, you know, they're walking in a hallway or going down a set of stairs in a public place with their head in a phone. And it's in their phone the whole time. They won't acknowledge anybody else exists in the hallway or going down the stairs. They'll stop for no reason on the stairs, not giving a crap about if somebody else is behind them wanting to get going, wanting to get home. 
Um, and again, in, in the hallway, walking as slow as possible because it's all about you, the same crappy attitude. So uh, again, rebuke it. Rebuke it in Jesus' name. That's what I say. It's something that has really been, it, it's like a pandemic. It's like an epidemic. I would say epidemic <laughs> on society, and it's, it's spreading, and it needs to stop, quite frankly. Can the wild win in overtime? <laughs> Maybe. Yes. No, it didn't go in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm distracted now after seeing something. So, almost. They almost got it. But, well, they'll get a point out of it anyway. Check out Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild podcast, if you're interested in talking about Minnesota Wild hockey or hearing about it. That was vicious. Ouch. Oof. I hope he's okay. Anyhow. Um, oh. Nice save. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. Anyhow, this is very distracting because it's a very actually exciting overtime period that's taking place in front of me. Um, other topics, other questions, other comments at, uh, oh boy, <laughs> at, whew, sorry, uh, that was impressive. <laughs> at Freedom of Thou 76 is the Twitter account because you can't fill out the whole thing. So at Freedom of Thou 76, jeez. Facebook.com forward slash Freedom of Thought 1776. You can comment questions and all that. There's also another image out there that my friend uh, Brent Jacobson posted on Facebook. I was able to save the image because I think it's awesome. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's an image of a person with a mask on and it says, you're not helping anybody and you look dumb as bleep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I think it's, it's, you're, you're not helping anybody and you look dumb as bleep. And there was another one like saying, this is three years now, time to move on. It's plain and simple. It's time to move on. It, it is. It's time to move on. Take the mask off and, uh, and, and all of that. Those are usually the same kind of people that have their head in a phone in the hallway in the parking lot, in a, in a slippery, dangerous situation. They're on their phone the whole time. Can't put it down for a second. Walking through a door, can't put the phone down. Walking out of the elevator, can't put the phone down. Can't even acknowledge anything or anyone around them. It's a, ooh, it drives me nuts. And it's an unnecessary thing. It's got to it's gotta stop. I feel like a jerk if I pull my phone out when I'm walking. I really do. And I'm basically ready to apologize to anybody whenever that happens. It's so frustrating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so with that said, I think that's it for topics for the time being. And Mark hasn't been posting anymore, and I know he wrote something he was frustrated with. Uh, I feel like Facebook was basically like shadow banning him when he was posting. And I know that's definitely happened with Purple Mafia with myself on Twitter. It's like it won't show followers or something. It's weird, and the followers don't grow. It's really strange what's been going on there. My goodness. Hmm. Yeah, so that's just one of those kind of things that can, um, hmm. <laughs> one of those things that's been going on. So, and it's, it's sad and scary. Oh, yeah, and here we go. This is amazing. So, this was three years ago already, January 7th, 2020. Uh, Facebook memory. There was the silent generation. That was in between the greatest generation and the baby boomers, I believe. So, like, born in the 30s and early 40s. The silent generation. I consider this current one the thoughtless generation. Yep, it's it's true. They're the thoughtless generation. Like, say, parts of millennial, most of millennial, and pretty much most of Gen Z as well. Um, the thoughtless generation. Well, they'll, they'll walk right in front of your car, on their phone, not giving a crap. Like, hey, no, 
<laughs> no. I'm walking. You sit right where you are and, and keep your mouth shut, basically. That's pretty much the attitude they have. So, yep, it's the thoughtless generation. That's actually a good one. <laughs> I almost, I forgot I said that. That was three years ago today, apparently, on Facebook. So, sorry if that makes me a terrible person, but I'm going I'm to say it anyway. Go ahead and get upset. Uh, but for those of you that like this show and want to help it and want to have something nice to say about it, please give a positive rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Stitcher is an option. Audible is an option. And Spotify is at least with stars at the end of the day. Really appreciate those of you that have. It means, like, the world to me that you've done that in the past. I wanted to open up the Facebook page. I'm attempting to right now. Now it's starting to come, and I have to have it up anyway in order to... Uh, in order to, and that's the wild loss, by the way. That's why you heard me going, my goodness. So that was really disappointing. Um, yeah, there were no comments. Apparently something I posted got basically banned. It says this content isn't available now. So, yeah, I don't know. That's annoying. It's not surprising, though. It's really not. Um, and yeah, Hamlin and Critical Condition as Monday Night Football is postponed. Of course, again, that's the Buffalo Bills uh, safety who was hit in the wrong time, wrong place, and all that, right? And then between the heartbeats, and it's like a specific like nanosecond, right exactly as the heart is kind of like going to get an electrical charge. It was like, like a bullseye of bullseyes, basically. Um, not intended to happen that way, of course as he was trying to tackle somebody and they put their, their helmet down to kind of barge their way through, basically like a running back or a receiver trying to get that extra yard, that extra push. Um, he'd already gotten the first down, so it's almost like, what's the point of that? But I guess. And <laughs> Hamlin kept walking for a bit and then just, it was like, oh my gosh, like everything stopped. Boom, down he went. And it took about nine minutes to uh, resuscitate him. It is uh, heart pumping again. And he was on life support for a good 24 hours before things started showing signs of improvement. But once they did, it's like really cool. And then apparently, like when he came to in the hospital a few days later, he said, did, did we win? Isn't that cool? So no ma no major memory loss that we can think about. Maybe like a some, some tiny bit, maybe like about that couple of moments. Maybe he doesn't remember what exactly happened to put him in that position. But he asked, did we win? So that's kind of cool. And the doctor replied with, yes, you've won the battle of life. So pretty cool. You, you've won the game of life or battle of life. So pretty cool. Um, praise the Lord. I hope he, uh, <clears throat> I hope he's, uh, I hope he's saved. I hope he's a Christian and he's going to be a nice witness. Apparently he also, uh, Hamlin that is, is a GoFundMe, you know, charity type thing that, uh, that players do. It went from like a few thousand dollars to over eight million dollars. So people have been donating the heck out of it on the GoFundMe. So that's really cool. Uh, I'm sure you could find it with Google. So you don't necessarily need my help for that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you can find it pretty easily. So, and I mean, if you want to, um, and all that, it's it's really cool though. Nice story and praise the Lord that uh, looks like he is gonna make it. That's the thing. I mean, it's one of those deals where, you know, it hit me really hard. I mean, this one hit hard, really hard, because I have a dear friend named Neil Nate Dog Thiesing, or Neil Thiesing, that uh, you'll see his name on the Brave the Wild show, hosts Joey Awajan and Neil Nate Dog Thiesing. Neil is no longer with us, folks. 
just in case you've uh, never heard of Brave the Wild or you've heard of it but never gotten around to it, Neil Thiessing is not with us anymore. He passed away about uh, he passed away around February seventh, twenty eighteen. I forgot the exact day, but of course I went to the funeral. It was within that time period because yep, he was hospitalized for a period of time um, in between the. Uh, Basically, the Vikings had just lost the NFC Championship game. They're getting hammered. Those are the last texts I ever had with Neil Thiesing. From what we know, everything was fine at the time. Neil Thiesing. Um, we were both depressed, like, gosh, you know, I mean, are we ever going to win a Super Bowl? It doesn't look like it. We were getting our butts handed to us by the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles were going to come to, you know, the U.S. Bank Stadium instead of us to play in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots. And then... Uh, you know, and then sometime in between, I got a text in the morning from uh, his mom. Really, was you know Facebook text, like Facebook Messenger, because she she didn't know me super well. She just you know well knew I'm a dear friend, but didn't know me like you know person to person. You know, didn't know me person to person super well, but certainly knew of me because Neil, you know, always said nice things about me, and I appreciate that forever, forever. Um, and all that. But the text was, sorry, the text was basically that Neil had had a cardiac arrest and was in, was obviously hospitalized in a, in a coma. And it, um, the thing is, see, when somebody has a cardiac arrest, they have to, the blood has to be pumping like right away. They have to get it going again or a certain organ called a, called your brain without oxygen for a pretty short amount of time doesn't survive. And Neil didn't make it, you know, he, he just, he didn't make it. He was there for a while, but then the talk was like his brain just wasn't coming back. Just like, see, Hamlin's did. Everything was fine. The neuro, the, uh, what do they call it? Neurotics. Um, the, the neurotic, neurological tests were coming back positive, like in a good way and a good type of, yeah, they were coming back strong. And next thing you know, that's who won the game. Neil didn't come back. So it's a similar situation with a cardiac arrest. He wasn't hit or anything, but he had a cardiac arrest because I believe a certain prescription drug that the doctor never should have assigned to him um, because it's right on the, it's right on there. The side effects are right on there saying that could cause that uh, for certain people. So people that have trouble breathing and Neil had trouble breathing. That was the whole reason he was there. (laughs) So pretty crazy uh, in the first place. Had a cardiac arrest, but of course was at home with his parents and they were rushing him to the hospital, but... And it just took too long, you know, it just took too long. Or I think they were taking him to the hospital and the cardiac arrest suddenly happened in the car. Um, so it's just unbelievable that that happened. Um, and then Kurt back, another dear friend who, strong conservative, he would have loved this show. Strong conservative, big, big monster of a man. He was found in a, you know, by, by the elevator of his apartment, cardiac arrest, same thing. Just not enough time. Just, just didn't get the heart going back in time so that's why this whole uh, Hamlin thing hit so hard because it's like oh no I don't you know I I hope they got him going on time and apparently they did so and uh thank you Lord by the grace of God there um yeah Kurt the fact that he was found like uh, passed out basically that's just he's probably you know without a miracle of miracles it's probably going to be too late and it was um my dad had a cardiac arrest but they, they saved him he's still living today that was about 31 years ago in 91, so pretty darn crazy. Uh, took my dad a while to get back going again, but he did. 
he had a little bit of memory loss, but it's, you know, he's still living today. Thank you, Lord. Uh, 31 years later. So uh, it's all over the place. And, you know, uh, let's just say I had something happen, not quite as scary, not quite as scary, but something related to the topic happened on February 18th, 2003. So 20 year anniversary is coming up. So this thing hit hard. It did. It really did. Um, it really did. So I thought I'd mention that here before I sign off and how important it is. So I'm very happy to see this happen, uh, to see him, uh, DeMar Hamlin, coming back. And gosh, I mean, <laughs> did we win the game? Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? <laughs> so it's just like the computer just restarted and everything is okay. All, all that information on that computer is still there. So that, that, that organic computer that God built uh, for us humans, still running and still still going, all the data's there, and isn't that cool? Like maybe if you had memory loss, it's very very little, like the hit, like the hit itself, or the moments after the hit, and, and there you go. So maybe he had some memory loss that'll come back, hopefully, um, but I'm not there, so I don't truly know. Maybe somebody will talk about it at some point. So again, kind of a similar conversation I had. That was a while ago, maybe like a year, year and a half ago. Uh, it was a plea to daughters, I guess, uh, doctors. I guess it was Jan 6th, so it's actually a year ago, right about this time. I made a plea to doctors about that where, yeah, I mean, stop prescribing, stop pill-pushing your patients. Worry about their cures, not the customer himself. Customers, you know, so they can make money, you know, like these pill-pushers and Big Pharma and all that. Stop pushing Big Pharma on your patients. I honestly think that was one of the reasons for Neil's cardiac arrest. As for Kurt, he was very, 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 very overweight. Neil became overweight since thanks to all the prescriptions. He was kind of in decent shape before that. Um, he was. He was actually taking decent care of himself. He was a bigger guy before. He had lost weight and gotten better. And then they see, you know, the prescription dogs, he ballooned up to God knows what. Um, he was rivaling Kurt, quite frankly. Where Kurt, yeah, was a very overweight guy and you know that didn't help his uh, that didn't help his his situation with his heart. So I was always kind of scared of something like that happening to him. And well, guess what? Especially after what happened to Neil, I, I even talked to him, like saying, "Kurt, I really, I really appreciate you. I never, uh, I'll, I'll never take you for granted, especially after what just happened." And he said, "Thank you. That means a lot." Gosh, like freaking <laughs> two years later, same thing. You know, phooey, ah. Oof. or was it three years later, but whatever number of year it was, it happened, and yeah, just sucks, sucks big time, so that's why it hit hard, because that's a lot of stuff, that's a lot of things that happened, um, <clears throat> I just want to thank all of you again for listening to the show, please tell your friends about it, if you could, it'd mean the world to me, um, you know, the shares, the retweets, anything like that, um, I'm a strong Christian conservative, I believe in I believe in America. I believe in America first. And I believe that make America great again is not racist at all. It doesn't mean get the hell out of here. Or this is all, all about us. On the contrary, this is about America. America. Not about, you know, kissing China's ass so they can run us over. That's what it's about. Not about bending over to communism and becoming communist ourselves. That's what I don't want. That's what I don't want not good for this country at all. It's the worst thing that could ever happen, frankly. So <laughs> only thing worse would be turning the country over to the devil himself, but you pretty much are when, when you're doing that. So with that said, 
I just want to thank all of you for listening. I hope you had a good New Year. Even I know I, I don't. I'm not a huge New Year person. Obviously, you probably heard that episode already. Um, again, thank you so much. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Like I just said, I'm rambling now. Uh, I'm sure, we'll be back again fairly soon as more and more uh, political conversation comes up, and maybe some other heartfelt uh, messages I may have for you will be on this show as well. Until next time, take care and. God bless the United States of America.